Have you ever wanted to spend time with God, but you just need some direction on where to start or how to begin, or maybe you need some new and fresh ideas to connect with God? Then today's episode is for you. Today I'm going to be sharing with you how I personally have been doing my quiet time for years now. I use what I've dubbed the grace method, and the great news is that it's easy, it's effective, and it's intentional, and you can even teach your kids how to do it too. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Life Podcast with Margo Martin, where real and messy motherhood meet God's big grace. As a mama of four young girls, I'm here to share my ups and my downs and my real encounters with living a grace-filled life. So, let's go. here talking about one of my favorite things ever to talk about, and it's quiet time and spending time with God. I talked in the last episode about why we do it. If you haven't listened to that, you got to go back. You got to listen to it because it's the basis of where we start. Because if we don't understand our why, just like if you're trying to get fit or you know lose weight, they say, think about your why. That's because the why is what gives you staying power to continue. Same thing with our quiet time. If we know why we do it, not because we have to, but why, because we were created to do it, it's going to change everything in creating this to be um, intentional and be a lifelong habit. So thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you're enjoying these podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me to hear from you about it. Would you take a moment? to just go on to Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening on and write a short review on these podcasts so that more women can be reached and encouraged in Jesus. Like I said, that would mean the world to me. And then before we dig in, I want to say something super important to you. The enemy is going to try to steal your time. He is going to come in and he is going to try to make this difficult for you to do as you seek to spend time with God. Why? Because he knows that if he can steal your communion with God, he can take everything, your mindset, your soul, all of the things. And just like Eve in the garden, we will be more prone to listen to the voice of the world and the enemy if we aren't filling our souls with the truth of God. So don't be surprised when challenges come to your quiet time outside of just regular life things happening. Since talking about quiet time on these podcasts and preparing for this, I've had so many challenges and I know that's not by chance. I've had sickness in my kids. Uh, I was traveling, which made it trickier. I've been struggling to wake up, but just remember Satan is the father of lies. Yes. Sometimes we need that extra sleep and more than quiet time. And God knows that, but lots of times our souls need Jesus more than we need 10 extra minutes of sleep. So catch the lie and break the pattern when it's appropriate. And then also, there is no right or wrong way to spend time with God. It's about your heart. It's about intentionality. And the whole point is that we do our best. This is just one way that I've found to be able to simply and effectively spend time with God. And the great thing about this is that it can be as short or it can be as long as you want it to be with this method that I'm going to teach you. So what I'm going to share with you is what I've learned to do over the years. I've been journaling since I was in high school, my prayers, and I'm going to talk more about that later. And it can be made super simple if you're stretched for time. So let's get started. All right. So there are two components to spending time with God. The first is talking with him in prayer. 
And the second is hearing from him through the word. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We were intended to feed off of his word. So to get started with this process, for me, what I do is I get my journal out or my notebook. You can just do a regular notebook. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can staple sheets of paper together. I like to have fun pens and highlighters because that's me and I'm nerdy like that. And then have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, I have some great resources for you. I did an Instagram live video recently on my Instagram at the Grace Filled Life where I talk about different Bible versions you can use. I suggest using the NIV, NLT, uh, ESV. I like to sometimes use the CSV too. Those are all great places to start that are accurate and also understandable. If you don't have a Bible, you can feel free to hop on to the internet and do uversion.com or biblegateway.com. There are lots of different Bible resources online. And then what I do is I sit down in a place that feels safe, for me. Lots of times I have a cup of coffee because I love my coffee. If you know me, you know that. Um, I do my quiet time at the dining room table. Maybe you want to do yours in your bed. Maybe it's a comfy place on the couch. It doesn't matter where, but it's always great if you can find a spot that feels quiet and fun for you to be like your special spot with God. There are a lot of times where mine happens at the kitchen table while my kids are running around and that's okay too. So journaling has been key for me in my prayer time with God because I'm not good at focusing. During the day, I'm really good at doing what I call throw up prayers where you just throw them up and you just all day long, you're just kind of throwing them up, but there's not a lot of intentionality and earnest behind those. And those prayers are great and I know God hears them. But for example, if I'm not like writing it down, then I'm not really focusing and being intentional in the people that God has called me to pray for or the things in my life that I really want to see him change. You can turn on worship music if you want. I don't because I'm a former music major and I get so distracted because I love music so much. So my quiet time is pretty quiet. So for journaling, I use what I've dubbed the grace method, G-R-A-C-E. And each letter of that word stands for something that I do in my journaling and my prayer time. And I incorporate this into my reading time of the word as well. Do you have to do these letters in order? No, this is just a helpful tool to help give you direction, especially if you don't know where to start. So let's get started. The first thing that I do is I put the date at the top of my paper because it's so fun to be able to go back and see answered prayers or what I was really struggling with. So I always put the date at the top and I start with G. The G and grace stands for greet and gratitude. I start each journal entry with good morning, Lord, or hey, God, or dear Jesus, whatever you choose that makes it personal, because this enters you into conversation mode, because Jesus is real and God is real and he wants to know you intimately. And you know what? He already does. He's known everything about you since the beginning of time, and he wants to have a relationship with you in this moment. In James 4, 8. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. So it's a promise. When you draw near to him, he's going to draw near to you. And then I move into gratitude because you've probably heard, you know, about the an attitude of gratitude. You know, it changes everything. It really does. If I can start my day thanking God for the different things in my life, it really sets my mindset in the right place for the day or the night or whenever I'm doing this. 
1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Like I have said, this can be as long or as short as you want it to be. It could be as simple as, hey, God, thank you for yesterday. Thank you for my family. That doesn't take very long. Or if you want to go in a more paragraph form, hey, God, thank you so much for today. I thank you for what you specific and tell them specifically something you're really thankful for. It can be as long as you want it to be. The R stands for, of grace, stands for read scripture. Now, if you're just starting out and you're like, I don't even know where to start with the Bible, a verse will do. And I'm going to put a good couple of good resource links in the description of this podcast. So you can go back and look and click on those things if you need a place to get started. If you're looking for a specific book to start with, I would highly suggest starting with the book of John. You can just read a few verses of chapter one, or you could read the whole chapter of chapter one, whatever feels more most manageable and retainable for you. Or you could go to the Psalms. The Psalms are smack dab in the middle of your Bible. You just open it up. There's 150 of them. And they're just so personal and beautiful. They're written with so much real raw emotion. And I think that that is also a great place to start too. So I would highly suggest writing out your verse or a highlight of the passage that you read. It doesn't have to be long. It could be just very simple because there are so many studies that about how the brain retains so much more when we write it down. So for example, I talked about James 4, 8 earlier, come near to God and he will come near to you. So under this section, maybe that's my verse for the day. So I write it down because I want to focus on it. And we're going to come back to that later in another portion of this grace method. The A in grace stands for ask God. And this is your chance to pray for yourself and for others. And I love writing these down because I can go back and see the answered prayers. For me, I... I'm not great about intentionally praying for my children in the moment. And so this is my time. I take a day of the week to pray for each of my children. So Monday is Lila, Tuesday is Olive, and I go through the kids. I have a day for my husband. I have another day for other family members. And of course, I add in other prayers and people in my life um, on, on extra, you know, on the days that I'm praying for my kids too. But I know those are the people that God has specifically called for me to faithfully pray for. And this is a really good focus time for me to do it. Otherwise, I'm human and I honestly forget. I just get so busy in the day and I just do the, what I call the throw up prayers. And also this is your chance to pray and ask God for things that, you know, you are happening in your life as well. The sea of grace is connect and confess. So this is your chance to connect the verse or the passage that you wrote above or read and confess the areas that you need more of Jesus in. So for example, if I was using that verse we talked about before, I would just simply maybe write something like, Lord, I pray that you would help me to come near to you today in all situations and that you would remind me to do that. And I ask that you would open my eyes to see the places that you are coming near to me and to see you. Now, yours might be a whole lot simpler and it might be, God, please come near to me today. I need you. And that's it, right? Like I said, this can be as long or as short as you want. Maybe you only have five to 10 minutes and that's okay too. Now, I want to just stop for a quick second and just say, this is great too. I think journaling is effective for me, but if you're in the car and you just need like a format to pray through, you can use the grace method there too. And that's great too. You can use it in your prayer life if you pray well in your head. The E is my favorite because it's easy. Well, 
the E doesn't stand for easy, but it is one of my favorite parts because it stands for expect God to show up. That's all you have to do. Do you realize that we are commanded in faith to expect God to answer our prayers? Does he always answer our prayers in the way that we want him to? No, but he will show up if we are waiting in expectation. In fact, in Psalm 5, 3, it says, in the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Did you catch that? He's expecting us to ask. He's expecting us to imagine and to dream things. And he is expecting us to be expectant that he is going to show up. That is so cool. I love it so much. So like I said, this method can take as long or as little as you want, whatever you have time for, one to two sentences per thing, or you can journal in paragraph form, whatever might is best for you. I do also use devotionals as a tool for me in my quiet time. You can go on to my Instagram live video that I did and kind of see some of the ones that are my favorites, but there are so many different ways of doing this. And I want you to remember that there is no perfect way of doing this. It's about intentionality and relationship. It's about intentionality and relationship, not salvation. I want you to hear that again. It's about intentional intentionality and relationship, not salvation. And if you miss a day, I want you to remember that shame belongs at the foot of the cross. Jesus died so that we would live under his grace and his freedom. So let the shame go and know it's about relationship, not about salvation. If you need more information about the grace method that I use for my quiet time with Jesus, you can head to the written description on this podcast and there will be a refresher there for you of what those letters stand for. And if you need more guidance or prayer, please reach out to me at the grace filled life podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the grace filled life podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to give you ideas or more resources if you need it. If you need prayer, I have a team of seasoned mamas who are surrounding this ministry in prayer, and we would be happy to pray for you. The next episode is going to be how to create a long-lasting quiet time habit. So I'm going to give you all my tips and tricks for practically making this a reality to be more than just like a week-long thing. And a lot of that has to do with grace. Are you surprised? (laughs) Um, And lastly, if this episode or other episodes have been helpful helpful for you, please go and take a moment to write a review. That would just mean so much to me. And I want to leave you with this. Remember that no time thought, or energy put towards knowing God will ever leave you void, ever, even if it's just for one minute. In fact, it's going to fill you up to the brim, even if it's just those one or two minutes a day because and cause your cup to overflow. Because in Proverbs 35, it says, every word of God proves true, which means when he says that when we come near to him, he's going to come near to us. It's about intentionality, not the amount of time. So I'm praying for you all this week. I want you to know that you are loved. And I want to just pray this quick prayer for you um, that Paul prayed over the Ephesians in chapter three. And I kind of mentioned a little bit of it earlier, but I just want to pray this over you. Father, I pray that out of your glorious riches, that you would strengthen these women with power through your spirit in their inner beings as they spend time with you so that you would dwell in their hearts through faith 
And I pray that being rooted and established in love, that they all may have the power together with all of God's people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep your love for all of us truly is. Amen.